everyone, welcome back to Cozy Chat Podcast. As always, I am one of your hosts, Corey, and I go by he, him, his pronouns. I'm Sasha, and I go by she, her, hers pronouns. I'm Maxine, and I go by she, her, hers. (laughs) And welcome, welcome, welcome. For those of you who are returning listeners, Thank you for joining us again, and we hope to have a wonderful conversation. For those of you who are new, welcome. Um, Thank you for stopping by, checking out the conversation. You know, if you love the conversation, feel free to check out some of the ones we've had before on our previous episodes, you know, and feel free for everyone, feel free to check us out on Instagram, hit up our Twitter, Coach Chat Pod on both. And if you are really digging uh, this week's conversation or any of our conversations or if you have ideas for conversations or topics you'd like us to explore then feel free to email us at cozychatpodcast at gmail.com yeah right so I feel like it's been a minute since we've all been on like it's either been like <laughs> me and Sasha or me and Maxine and then me and Sasha but like I think it's been like a few episodes since all of us have been on. So like yeah, what's good with everybody? What's up? Things are good. I like <laughs> school's got me so busy. I like every time I turn, I have a homework assignment. Um, mm-hmm. but otherwise I've been good. Work's slowed down, it's not as crazy. So on that front, things are good too. That's good. How about you, Maxine? Me, yeah, it was a roller coaster, honestly. Like, I just had like a lot of issues that kept presenting itself back to back to back, and so it just took a mental toll on me. And so, so Mm. a lot of the time, I just needed like a mental break, you know. Um, but I did get back into writing. Into writing. Mm. Yeah, I got back into writing. I started writing like spoken word poetry and stuff. So Ooh. that's the thing I've been doing. Ooh, that's great. That's nice. Is it like, are they like personal works? Or are they like things you want to eventually like share either in a book or like, like... Yeah, I essentially sh- share it on a book. Like probably a okay. book. Because like digitally, like you can steal your stuff and whatnot. So I'd probably share mm-hmm. it in a book. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Are you gonna be at the open mic nights? Open mic nights coming up, and we're gonna see you up there. Oh, I didn't even know there's some now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just been in my own little world. Um, yeah, eventually, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been a while since I've been on stage for anything. But, Let me yeah, take a I screenshot still... of this. Yeah, because we're all validated. A... Yes, and you hardly ever see us all on camera. Yeah. Yeah, right. He's snuggly. Yeah. Um, Chuck arms. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah, I've just been trying to focus on myself, um, work on like my family dynamics, relationships, all the you know, friendships, all that fun stuff. You know. That's um, good. Yeah. Yeah, just taking time for me because I think what you call it, I, I don't take enough time for me. I'm just trying to prioritize myself more, find ways to prioritize myself. Mm-hmm. That's the goal. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. That's really good. That's good. Yeah, I've also had a pretty busy month. Um, yeah. I had a, like I had like a few film projects I was working on, not necessarily back to back, but they were close enough where I was like, okay, this is, feels good, you know, just working on films and being with creatives and around creatives and just creating things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, then you have everything like family stuff going on and like you know it's been pretty interesting last four weeks you know pretty cool past four weeks um this like october's been pretty good as well for those of you who don't know there's like a lot of different things happening it's like what um i think is October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. It's yes. Hispanic Heritage Month. Yeah. It's um, Hoodoo Heritage Month. Uh, it's a lot of things going on. So, you know, lots to be, lots to celebrate, you know, lots of things to be happy about, at least in my life going on right now. So it's been yeah. pretty cool. It's been pretty good. Yeah, that's great. That's so good. Happiness is so important right now. Yeah. 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 But speaking of like, you know, self-care, because I think that's, I think that's pretty important. Um, I think if the last two years, if, you know, 2021 and definitely 2020 kind of showed us anything, it's that we really need to take the time out of our busy, busy lives to really take care of ourselves and to prioritize our own needs because, you know, whether it's work, whether, you know, it's friends or whatever, you know, other people aren't always going to prioritize what we need, right? Mm-hmm. Um, some people do. If you're fortunate enough to have friends and family who are just like, They'll tell you when you're doing too much and that you need to sit your ass down and take care of yourself. That's dope. Um, But we especially know with like work and everything, like they really don't care that much about you as like you're just an employee. So you need to make sure that you're prioritizing your health. If you need to take your sick time, take your sick time. If you need to take your PTO, take your PTO. If you have vacation, feel free to take your vacation without, you know, feeling any type of like workers guilt or whatever because again you don't really owe them anything you work your hours you do what you need to do right you know that's part of the part of the agreement of you working is that you have this x amount of time off or that you accrue this whatever sick time to take when you need it right so never feel bad about having to take time for yourself yeah you know do what you got to do. Keep yourself exactly, healthy, right? not just physically, but mentally. Yeah. I, I definitely don't feel guilty when I have to call out. Nope. Hell <laughs> no. I will call out. Like, if I have to, I will call out. I'll be like, yeah, I'm just not feeling it today. Or I have something else that I feel like I need to prioritize doing today. So I'll use that PTO yeah. in order to get this other thing done. Right. But, mm-hmm. you know, 
I'm at work when I'm at work and I do what I need to do. I put in my hours, I go home. So if I have vacation or if accrued sick time and I feel like I need to use it, then I'll use it. Right. Mm. That's what they're there for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. I, I got to be better about taking my sick time um, and vacation. Like I usually don't think about it until my boss is like, Hey, your vacation needs to be taken. And I'm like, oh yeah, let me try to schedule something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Especially if they know they have to pay it out anyway. Mm-hmm. So well, my job, they don't pay it out. Once um the fu- once the fiscal year changes, you lose all your vacation. So if you don't use it before the end of fiscal year, it's like eh. Yeah, I think it's the same with um, uh, my job, like whatever, because you have a set like once because like my year or whatever cycles based on the day I was hired. Mm. So my uh, vacation renews every year, but it doesn't roll over. So if I yeah. don't use vacation, it doesn't roll over to the next vacation, right? Um I think they usually do try to pay it out. So like if I don't take my vacation and it's like end of the year or something like that, they'll like even if I'm not um even if I haven't taken it, they'll probably try to like, you know, pay me like that vacation money anyway. Mm. Um, I think that happened a few times where that actually did happen to me once where I was like, why am I not scheduled? And then I was like, yo, put me on the schedule. And then I had a huge check and I was like, oh, they didn't schedule me because they had like put me on vacation or they were used, giving me like vacation money. I was like, whatever. I just had a good check that time. But yeah, but I do because I do have like I do have some people that I know and I have conversations with them about, you know, making sure they take care of themselves. And like that, that kind of like workers get with like, oh. I think we, just because of the type of society we live in, we're taught that our worth is dependent on our productivity. So mm. if we're not working or being productive, we feel like, we feel like, A, we're either wasting time, you know, and we're not doing anything. And it's like, you could be, like, you could be, you know, super tired and feel like you need a nap. But the thought of you just taking a nap and quote unquote not doing anything feels like you're being unproductive. And if you're being unproductive, then you're not, you know, it's almost like your that's your worth is kind of tied to your productivity. So it's mm-hmm. like, then what are you doing? Like if you're not you're not grinding all the time and you're not working towards something all the time, then you're just wasting your time and you're just wasting your life. Yeah. And it's like, that's not necessarily the case. Sometimes you need to just take a break and decompress for yourself. And that's okay. Right? I've been trying to, like, I haven't been as successful as I want to about it, but I've been trying to take, like, a break after work between work and starting and the assignments. So I'm not successful every day about it, but give me a little reprieve in my day from sitting in front of my computer for work to sitting in front of my computer for class. 
Especially being on the screens all the time, it does a lot to your eyes and your brain. Yeah. 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 I'm like, I got that like blue light lens stuff on my glasses. So at least the light doesn't really bother me. Yeah. I think I have that on one of my glasses. But then like, it was annoying because wearing because wearing those glasses all the time when it had like this weird like green film kind of mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where it gave everything like a green tint and I was just like mm. this is weird so then I just mm. wear my regular non computer screen blue light glasses mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, these don't really have a tint to them luckily because that would be frustrating I wear the contacts though. <laughs> See, the thing is, like, I wear contacts, too, or at least before COVID, I was wearing contacts. But it's like, for some reason, having to wear masks all the time. And it's something that I noticed because I'm wearing glasses and the byproduct of wearing a mask and my glasses. Wearing the mask with my contacts, my contacts would get very dry, very quickly, very irritated to the point where I just couldn't wear contacts in my eyes for, like, more than an hour. You know, and then kind of Mm. looking at my glasses, I noticed like, you know, just wearing them with my mask. And again, you know, being an essential worker and having to wear a mask for like, you know, eight hours a day, I noticed just looking at my glasses for even just a few hours, how like dirty and how much stuff gets on them, you know, just from like having the mask and having like that, it like blowing air back in my face constantly. And it's like, whoa it makes sense why I couldn't wear my contacts because I was just blowing all that shit into my eyes mm. and also my contacts, which would irritate. They would get like dirty and stuff like that, which would irritate my eye. And then of course, now my eye is like not letting me wear my contacts because they're all dirty and stuff from, you know, blowing like any like pollen or like whatever directly into my eyes. So it's like, okay, this is uh, irritating. So I haven't wore contacts really since, you know, not necessarily the start of COVID, but the start of like having to wear masks through, during COVID. So yeah, I would say probably like March or April or whatever of 2020. Mm-hmm. So I haven't like worn contacts in like a good year and a half. Yeah, I've ran out of contacts, so. Yeah. And- and it's kind of expensive to book an appointment to get a pair. So I was just like, eh, really? I'm going to hold off. Like literally I went to, I got new glasses in November and they were like, well, if you want to get contacts, you have to book another appointment, pay 125 for that appointment. Plus oh, you have to pay that. for the, plus you have to pay for the contacts. Hell no. I, I always make like, sure I go bugging. to like, local yeah. i go make sure i go to local places where they're like yeah i exam it's like maybe like 60 bucks and then i usually they give you like a pair um it'll be they'll give you a pair or if not the pair like the contacts aren't super expensive they're like 15 or 20 bucks i can just buy a pair right there then i can go to another place where if i find i can buy lots of contacts for cheaper because once you get your prescription, you can just get your contacts anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. But hell no, I'm not paying a hundred and nothing dollars. Just for even the appointment. If, yeah, even if it was like, oh, and 
the thing is, you know, when they do the eye exam, the eye exam for your glasses and your contacts, they're essentially the same exam. It's just like when they're writing the prescription, because the because the distance like between your eye and your glasses lens is different than having a contact which is directly in your eye. The prescription is slightly different, but they can mm-hmm. actually ca- they can if you do your glasses test or if you do your prescription for contacts, they can technically give you what your prescription would be for the other one because they just have to adjust it by a certain amount. Mm-hmm. I think by either 0.25 or 0.5 or whatever. Um, and then, so you don't even need to technically have like two separate exams. Yeah. Cause I, like when I was with the doctor, I was like, oh yeah, can I get, you know, a contact exam? He's like, well, you have to talk to the people, like the people outside who like book the appointments. He's like, yeah, you have to talk to them about that. I was like, okay. Yeah. They just wanted you to pay extra money. Exactly. Totally. <clears throat> yeah. Oh. I literally just had to take out my contact because it was irritating my eye like crazy. Yeah. I mean, hopefully, um, as the cold weather gets here, or as hopefully we start moving into like a post world where we're not wearing as many masks or whatever, then I can start wearing contacts again. Because I prefer contacts over glasses anyway. Um, I like contacts. I just don't like having to take them out of my eyes when I go to bed. Yeah, I mean, I'm bad at that. I generally don't take them out. <laughs> like, and then I I'm wake done. up and my contacts are like stuck to my eyes and I'm like, shit, I should have taken them out. <laughs> yeah, I'm that person who like sleeps in their contacts constantly and stuff like that, which is also probably another contributor to why my contacts got so irritated so quickly at the beginning of COVID. But, yeah. you know, it is what it is. Yeah, because you're apparently not supposed to sleep with um, your contacts on unless it's like specialized. Yeah, they do have special yeah. like contacts lens- lenses that are made of like a harder material that you can sleep in. Um, yeah. And then you just, because you, I think because you have the disposable ones, which you take out every, you take out every night, and then they only last like thirty days a month, essentially. Um, I think the the leave-in ones also only last a month, but then you don't have to take them out every night and just leave them in. Mm. Um, I'll probably yeah. look in like the next time I do contacts, I might look into getting the ones that I don't have to keep taking out. Um, which are going to be more expensive, but it might just be, but it would be better for my eye health. Yeah. 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 I, for the most part, only got contacts because in like, when I was in high school, I was in dance class and I kept breaking my glasses. So it was time to get contacts. Yeah, same thing. The reason why I got contacts first is because like I was taking acting classes in New York and the acting instructor there, he said, you look so much better if you wear contacts because you have a beautiful face and stuff. I was like, thank you. I'll take your advice. So I took his advice. <laughs> I wore contacts. And then eventually when I was taking karate, I kept breaking my glasses too. So I had to go back to contacts. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
if I change eyeglasses providers, maybe I'll take the jump back into contacts. We'll see. Because I'm still iffy about paying 125. Mm-hmm. I would be too. Yeah. And I gotta go all the way to Far Rockaway. Like, oh hell no. That's ridiculous. Jesus Christ. So I have a question for both of you. Yes. How would you describe a nice guy? I, I don't know. Like, I feel like there's a nice person is somebody who, like, guy is somebody who's actually helpful without seeking something in return from his helpfulness or like his kindness. Like, a lot of quote unquote nice guys will do all these like kind actions and do this community service and do and have like they're seeking a like either approval they're seeking like if they're talking to a woman they're seeking like access to that woman and it's just like you're doing it for your own gain like a nice guy doesn't do that mm-hmm. that's the simplest way i could put it yeah. Um, another side to me, I agree with Josh's. Um, what you call a nice guy doesn't like expect anything in return, you know, but that should be like a general human thing, honestly. Like, you shouldn't expect anything in return for your kindness. It's either you're kind or you're not, you know. Um, yeah. I think a nice guy is a guy who, um, just understands that he is a priority in his own life but also takes other people into consideration you know what i mean it's not just like my way or the highway he knows how to compromise he knows how to you know um just see eye to eye with you you know and understand that you will be different from him and not expect you to succumb or try to be like him or his lifestyle you know mm-hmm. it's like you have your separate life i don't control that life and I have my life, you don't control that life either, you know, it's just like, you know, you know, we all, we both have our separate lives, we're both individuals, but together we're, we're one, or together we are, you know, like he understands, like, we're not an enmeshment of the other, or, you know, we don't always have to be his way or the highway kind of thing, you know, so yeah. I, that's what I think a nice guy is, like, someone who, you know, you prioritize yourself, but you understand and are uh, considerate of other people's needs, or wants and just understanding about it. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, would you say it's, I mean, would you say it's like fair or unfair to expect like if you're doing, like if you're doing things for someone, is it super unfair to expect either some sort of reciprocation of that energy or, you know, some sort of like, conversation for your time in a sense i feel like it it depends on the situation like if it's a friendship and you're out of like you are there for your friends and you provide space time energy and you're not getting that same reciprocation from that friend i i feel like that's the time when you have to step away and look and assess are you just being like are you being just taken advantage of 
you're filling somebody else's cup and they're not filling it back. But there's also nice guys who think um, that, or people who think they're nice guys who think I deserve this because that, that, that. And it's a difference between reciprocation of energy and time. And per, like, there's a difference between a reciprocation and a demand, I feel like. Yeah, um, I agree with you, Sasha. Um, I would just like to add to that. Um, for for me, I I don't think like I don't think it's a matter of fairness. I guess because like I just personally don't think you should expect anything out of anyone. You know, um, especially in terms of relationships, because if you're already expecting someone to do something, then you're already creating the a. Uh, uh, an image of that person that's separate from who they really are you know so if you expect them to be like a neat freak like you but in actuality they're a messy person then you're expecting that energy from somebody who that's not in their nature to be like a freak. it's in mm-hmm. your nature that's your thing but that's probably not their thing you know um, yeah yeah expecting anything out of anyone is just you know it's putting more pressure and stress onto you because you're not getting your expectations because you already expected it so you should come into relationships not expecting anything and even when including friendships like this is who you are and if you don't reciprocate my energy i know where to go i know where to be and i know it's not in this friendship or in this relationship you know but if you're not getting your needs met if you're not getting your wants met and you know you articulate yourself like hey this is the type of thing i want this is the type of thing i need you know um here's what you know um, I would like to have in the table or whatever. Um, and they're still not trying to compromise, negotiate or something like that. That's your time to skedaddle, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. It's not, you can't change the person. You can't, you can't expect anything from anybody, honestly. Mm-hmm. You know, that expectation is going to hurt you, not them. So I would just say like, just come into any relationship, whether it be friends, whether it be romantic, go into any relationship not expecting anything just accept the person as they are because when you start to expect something from somebody then you start to fantasize about something that's different from them a dream person you know but it's never really done so just take them as they are and if they don't like fulfill you or add not fulfill you but like they're not the addition to your life that you need or want then you know where to set them in your category of relationships you know or just distance yourself from that person in general depending on what the issue is you know mm-hmm. yeah okay yeah i mean i can agree with that but i mean on average how many would you say like like what are your overall would you say your overall opinion of nice guys are right of nice guys yeah, um, like do you, and do you feel like you meet more nice guys than not, or? <laughs> oh no! Yeah. <laughs> oh no! I don't mean nice guys. Oh, fuck. Oops. Sorry. Okay. Nah. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> to answer your question, um, I feel like if we were to put this on a ratio, I I always say like for every one nice guy, there's probably ten jackasses. <laughs> like that's how mm. rare like a true nice guy is you know and whenever I see a nice guy it's like <laughs> I'm not letting you go you know what I mean because like it's that rare 
Um, yeah. At least in New Jersey, in America, you know, I've only been a New Jersey girl all my life. So take this with a grain of salt, I guess. But nice guys in pervy Jersey, uh, don't know. <laughs> don't know about that. Uh uh-uh. uh. I don't know. I don't like I I have guy friends, but I can't really say whether like whether they are nice guys per se. Like I feel like they have nice attributes, but you like I feel like in a friendship you don't see like at times you don't see people in their totality. Um so to you they may be nice because you're friends but in totality if they're away from their friends if they're away from a crowd of people who they know and like them are they really nice to random strangers um Uh so it's i don't know i say maybe a few i can't i can't count on the number of my hands i don't know but I got to say, I had a reputation of being friends with assholes. Um, <laughs> so Yeah. I mean, yeah. I can definitely see where both of you guys are coming from. And as far as my own opinion, and, you know, for the people listening, you can take it or leave it. This is my opinion. And if you disagree, well, that's too bad. <laughs> um, <laughs> if you want to call it simping, well, that's too bad for you. But when it comes to, again, this is how I kind of break it down. When it comes to nice, quote unquote, nice guys, at least when it comes to like people who declare themselves nice guys, there's no such thing as a nice guy, right? Um, Now, there can be, I think there are lots of good people and I think there are lots of good men, right? So I want to kind of separate that because there are good men who are good to the people around them. They are good mm-hmm. to their partners. They're good to their family, right? They try to just be good people overall. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. But I think there's a distinction between being a good man and a quote unquote nice guy, especially if you're someone who has to tell everyone that you're a nice guy, you're probably not a nice guy, right? You're probably <laughs> yeah. an asshole who kind of like Mike, what Maxine was saying earlier you do nice things for people in the hopes of getting a particular something from them, right? Yeah. You're nice to women because you want to worm your way into hopefully them like seeing you as a suitable partner or, you know, just getting in their pants, right? Because yeah. a person who is generally good and just does good things for people, they don't have to announce that. Their actions speak for them, right? Good people just do good things for people. They take care of the peoples in their lives, right? So they don't have to go around talking about how, how much of a nice guy they are, right? Mm-hmm. So, if, so if you have to tell people that you're a nice guy, that's already red flag number one, that you're probably not a nice guy. You're probably not nearly as nice as you think you are, right? Mm-hmm. Because if you were, then you wouldn't have to tell people. People are automatically, oh, you know, so-and-so, you know, they're good people, man. Like, you know, you can definitely depend on them. They're always down to do whatever. You know, I see them, they always taking care, you know, of so-and-so, they take care of their moms, they take care of their siblings or whatever, right? Mm. 
you know, their partners, you know, or whatever partner they have at the time, it's like, oh yeah, they say good things about them. They have a good, healthy relationship, right? And I also think in the aspect of a relationship, you can be a good person and still have bad moments in a relationship. You could be a good person and still not know how to communicate very healthily in a relationship, right? Does that mean you're less of a good person? No, right? Um, so I think people start, you know, conf- people <laughs> conflate the two things, right? Yeah. So it's just like, if you have, again, that's just my opinion. If you have to tell people how nice you are, you're probably not nearly as nice as you think you are. You're probably very entitled, right? You probably, you know, are very like petty, you know, you do things not necessarily because you think it's a good thing to do, but you only do things because you're trying to get someone to owe you something back. Yeah. Right. And in that sense, you're not really a nice guy, right? You're, you're, you have ulterior motives. You're trying to get something from someone, right? And usually you're not being very upfront about the thing that you want, right? You could do nice things for, for a girl, for a woman, you know, for a partner, and be like, or someone who you want to be your partner, right? If you're doing nice things for them, but you never articulate that you're doing these nice things because you want them to know that you want to be with them, that you want them to see you as, you know, a prospect, you know, as a partner, right? You're doing these things, quote unquote, as a friend. And then you, you know, they think you're friends, but then you come and pull this, kind of pull the wool, like, ha, I didn't really want to be a friend. I want this thing. And then you try to flip it on them. Like, oh, because you're not reciprocating these feelings because I wasn't upfront about my feelings in the first place. Now you're a terrible person, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I was such a nice guy to you. And now you're being an asshole to me by not reciprocating my feelings. That's not how that works. At all. Yeah, but that's the mentality that they have. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, for everyone, true nice guy or true good guy, you know, there's like a 10, maybe 15 dickheads. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, like they have that mentality of, you know, I'm only doing this because I want something out of it. It's never, I'm doing it out of the kindness of my heart for real. You know, it's always for something. Even if they say the statement, like I'm doing it out of my, the kindness of my heart, it's not true. There's like manipulative layers to to like the way men try to get at you, you know? So whatchamacallit, for me personally, I, I don't think there's a lot of nice guys. There's always a guy that wants something out of you um that's why like for men like they will infiltrate your friend group they'll infiltrate however they can to try and like get to you you know and then once they get to you okay off to the next you know that's how like the mentality is especially in Perry jersey um so yeah i i i wholeheartedly believe there's not a lot of actual authentic good guys you know and you know, the same could be said about women, um, what do we call it, um, about women not being, I guess, nice gals, for lack of a better way to say it. 
or nice women, nice ladies, um, either. Um, but it's like a like a vicious cycle that I've noticed, right? Like it's always like good girl gets hurt by bad guy, hurts to a bad girl, hurts good guy, then good guy comes bad guy, and it's like this vicious cycle of like us hurting the other, you know. Um, and so like I I just feel like overall we just need to grow like I think the whole like you know how like there's some parents who let their kids date in high school and stuff like that like just let your child just be like figure themselves out like have them like my mom she said we're not allowed to date until we're we finished college and at first like I was always like hate that I was like what like I didn't I didn't want that I wanted to date like everyone else and so but it ended up being in my favor you know what I mean because if I had five to do in high school, who knows what would have happened, honestly. Um, what you call it, it, things could have been different if I had, you know, tried to date in high school and everything and tried to watch God pursue a relationship in high school in comparison to like during college or after college, you know. Um, I think during those times, like especially after college, you're more mature, like you have a better understanding of your life, not to say you have it all figured out. There's always going to be these twists and curves of life, but like you already did the kid shit, you know, like you're past that, you know, you're mm-hmm. still growing, but you're past the kitty kitty shit, you know? So I think at that point, that's where everybody needs to be to actually pursue an actual serious relationship, either, you know, for a serious romantic relationship, definitely. Um, in terms of friendship, you know, friends come and go unfortunately you know but the ones that stay even like after college or after high school they're keepers they're the ones that are your lifetime and you you need to take the time to nourish that those friendships as well always remember family you know because family regardless of romantic partner or friendship they're the ones that will stay with you when your friend abandons you or your romantic partner is not there anymore in the picture like your family is always one thousand percent going to be there to support you you know, so always remember family, friends come and go, but always nurture your friends. And with romantic relationships, wait until you're mature for that. Wait until mm-hmm. like you you pass the nice guy fuckboy phase phases. Wait until you pass the titty girly shit that you do. You know, or like oh my god, ah, <laughs> kind of shit. You know, like wait until you pass those moments and figure yourself out to the point where like you have a strong identity, like you have a strong sense of self. You know, you may not have everything figured out, but you have a strong sense of self to the point where you're not going to enmesh your identity with somebody or you're not going to um, demand so much or expect so much or try to do these tricks and games. Like, you know, you need to take the time to heal yourself if you've been through trauma as well. So do yourself like, seriously, like I think everyone should just do themselves a favor. Heal yourself to the point where you feel confident in yourself like your sense of self you know not like maybe fully but like again a strong sense of self make sure you're at that point make sure you have healed a lot because everyone has their baggage of course but for a thing that you know i i just want to share and advise is that you know you don't want to be the type of person to just dump your problems with somebody or you don't want to be the type of person who you know doesn't know how to self-regulate you know like get to a point where you could self-regulate get to a point where like you know you could take care of yourself you know so that way you don't become the person to expect somebody to do something for you you could fill that void yourself you could satisfy that yourself 
you know? Because a lot of times when we have these expectations of somebody, it's usually either because we're trying to fill a void or, you know, we don't have that in our lives or some other thing that's related to our childhood. So fix yourself, correct yourself to the best of your ability to a point where like you can self-regulate yourself, you know, so that you don't run into these issues. You will generally become the good girl, good guy, you know, and just stay true to your virtues and who you are as a person. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. And that makes perfect sense, right? And again, because you already know, like you hot topic, hot button issue with people here. Oh, there's no such thing as nice guys. Immediately, they want to rush to the comment to be like, oh, you're man bashing or you just hate men or blah, 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 blah. Or just a guy saying, oh, you're just a simp. You're just putting it on for like the women or whatever. And again, that's kind of why I made my early comment that in the discussion, you need to make a distinction between genuinely good men, right? And we all know that, especially as guys. We all know of our friend groups or the people that we know, those who are generally good men, you, right? Those who are generally kind to the people around them, those who are generally good. Again, they're not perfect, right? They may still have issues with communication sometimes if they're your in a relationship or like whatever, right? But they are generally good people who want to do good by those around them, right? Um, Versus the guys who they do nice things, but they always do nice things with their hand out, right? They always have their hand out when they're doing nice things. It's like, I'm doing this nice thing but I'm doing this nice thing so you can give me something. I'm doing this nice thing so that you owe me something, right? Yeah. So we, again, make that distinction, right? If someone is kind of like, I'm, I'm trying to think of like an example, like another example of a saying that we usually say, but mm-hmm. you know that type of person where it's like, that they have to constantly remind you of who they are Or for example, if you have a boss who has to constantly remind you that they're the boss, they're probably a terrible boss, right? Mm -hmm. Someone who has to always remind you that they're in charge probably, you know, has lacks, has, if they have to continue to remind you that they're the boss, it's likely that their employees have like no respect for them, right? They don't exude any type of real authority, right? Or they're the type of person who, you know, just because they have a particular title, they think that they can treat their employees however they want, right? Mm -hmm. And the same thing kind of goes with self-proclaimed, quote unquote, nice guys, right? Mm -hmm. They usually don't really have the respect of the people around them in that sense. So they're always trying to compensate and remind people how how nice they are or I do so much for people, right? And women do this too. So there are lots of women who quote unquote do nice things for people and, and they just hold it over your head. Like, yeah, I did this kind of thing with this person and this thing for the other person. And it's almost like they, their identity is tied to the fact that they do these nice things for people and they will take every moment to remind you 
of how good and how righteous they are because they do these nice things. And it's like, you're not an actual nice person, right? Because if you're an actual nice person, you wouldn't need to shove it down people's throat how nice you are. Yeah. Right? You could be, you would do the things that you do and you would simply exist. You wouldn't need to need to remind people all the time. And because you do nice things out of the kindness of your heart, the people around you and in your community would recognize that. They'd be like, yeah, that's a good person right there. She's always down to help out. You know, she's the person who you can go to with your problems and stuff like that, right? So I think that it goes both ways, right? It's just in this situation, we're talking about the way, you know, guys do that in pursuit of relationships with women, right? And, and the other example I'm using is kind of just like certain women who do that because they want to see themselves as, you know, better than other people. But it kind of comes from the same place. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that wholeheartedly, you know. Um, it's really all about your intention, honestly. Like a lot of the times, like those people you're mentioning is like, their intentions are always in the wrong place, you know? It's always to like get something from somebody because they just don't have it, you know? They don't have that. They don't have to supply it for themselves, you know? Like, for example, um, when a woman, like, you know, what you had just said, like how women, you know, have a motive and like they would, you know, hold that over your head. Like when you were saying that, I, I was remembering an old friend of mine who, I said, like, I always keep my receipts, you know, I keep my receipts. It's like, why would you need to keep receipts of what you do for somebody? If you do have to keep your receipts, then it probably wasn't genuine what you did for that person. It was to hold it over their head. It was to, you know, come back at them in case they, they're acting like that. If somebody, you know, doesn't appreciate what you did for them, then you know their place. Leave them alone and just set them in their place in your life or just take them out of your life, period. You know, don't waste your energy your sacred energy, the energy that you, you, you know, have to split between so many people, including yourself, save your energy for the people that really do matter, the people who are going to match your energy, you know, if you have to, you know, hold favors over somebody's head or keep the receipts over people's heads, you know, just to remind them of what you did for them, then if they don't appreciate, then they should be in your life, you should be with people who appreciate the things you, you do, without having to hold the receipt. And if you have to hold the receipt, did you really do it out of the kindness of your heart? No, you didn't. You know, you did not do it out of the kindness of your heart because you're holding something over someone's head. You're not really saying like, you know, like for example, if I were to ask you for $20, and no, if you were to ask me for $20 and I hold over your head, oh, remember that Tuesday that, you know, you asked for $20? Yeah, what about that? It's like, that sounds so ridiculous. You know, like I gave you $20. Yeah, I really, I really, get annoyed people like that i'm just like yo because there are people i remember um i was in a relationship with someone and to preface this is probably part of part of like we just had two different love languages as well like they were a gifter who just liked receiving gifts and i'm a very much a quality timer i like the quality of our time but they would all so they would give gifts right but then they would expect something immediately in return and they would hold the fact like well i got you this and i did that and i'm just like i didn't ask you to do any of that right and 
and if you did that only to expect me to do this other thing, which, you know, I don't normally do, then did you really do it because you cared for me or did you just do it because you wanted something in return? And it gets really kind of like annoying in that way, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, yeah, that whole, I'm only doing something good for you in order to get something good back, right? Mm -hmm. It's like a very kind of weird transactional energy, which is like, if you're going to do, if you're going, planning to do something kind for someone, then do it or don't do it. Like, you don't have to do it for someone, but you don't need to then hold it over their heads, right? Again, you can be kind to women, but then you don't have to be kind to women and then dog them because that particular woman didn't want to be in a relationship with you, didn't want to marry you or didn't want to fuck you. Like, if you were kind to them because you want to be kind, cool, but they still have no obligation to be in a relationship with you, you know, romantically or physically. So if you were only doing that to get close to them so that you could be intimate with them physically or romantically, then you're not really a nice person. You know, you're kind of a schemy person. So it is what it is. Yeah, honestly. (sighs) Yeah. Honestly, with... um... Just this whole topic, it just really comes to show that there's a lot of healing that needs to be done on just like a whole societal scale. I can't speak for the whole globe and how the whole globe is because I, I haven't been all over the globe, but I know for Pervy Jersey, there's a lot of healing that needs to be done here. <laughs> you know, like people really need to take the time to introspect. And I feel like with our generation, like you see, at least on social media, we see people like encouraging us to do it, but the whole action of doing that, like that is where we, we we just just need to work on you know yeah and um you know i think it's going to take some time because a lot of us are coming from a generation that didn't take the time to do those things so we have to self-parent ourselves and that generation has to definitely self-parent if they ever will you know but they definitely have to self-parent so you know a lot of us are coming from a generation where like we we definitely like saw some horrible things you know and we were just trying to figure the world out you know and you know just fill the voids inside of us that's what it really comes down to you know like yeah. that whole even like the whole like holding receipt over your head you know like why do you feel the need for you know to remind somebody of the thing that they did for you it's because you probably didn't feel needed you didn't feel appreciated you didn't have that attention that you were craving as a kid or you know at some point in your life you know so mm-hmm. that's why like you constantly are keeping the receipts or maybe you had a parent that never believed you and whenever you say yes I did something I know I, I didn't do something they still didn't believe you so you have to record or you have to prove that you know you did the thing that you said you did you know so maybe you grew up in that dynamic but either way that whole action of holding the seat over someone's head is a void that you're filling is that you know ego that you're trying to satisfy you know so honestly like it takes it'll take time you know everyone just needs to be patient with themselves you know it's going to take time to humble yourself because you need to go through life you need to go through the hardships of life to knock you the fuck down and then you cry like a fucking bitch and then get the fuck (laughs) up you know what i mean like you just gotta that's what you have to do 
That's what you have to do. Just be patient. Everything is going to fall into place. This whole nice guy, good girl thing, like, it only ha- it's only a, really a conversation with people who haven't grown, grown the fuck up, you know, or yeah. taking the time to actually introspect themselves. It doesn't matter the age, because there are people who are our age who are woke, like us, I would say. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> there are people who are like, you know, like old, old, who still haven't grown the fuck up. You know, so it's just a matter of just you taking the time to take on the parent role, you taking the time to introspect and figure out who the fuck you are, you know, because <laughs> at the end of the day, once you figure that out, a lot of the shit like you trying to prove this, prove that, it won't even matter. You know, it's like, why do I need to prove it? I'm me. Why do I need to prove it? I did this. I know I did, you know, and you just keep on moving to the person. Yeah, but touching on the, <laughs> like, whole good girl thing, it brings me to, like, the whole concept of pick-me's. Those women yeah. who like to put other women down mm-hmm. um, in the service yeah. of, like, aligning themselves with, to- like, I would say toxic masculinity. Mm-hmm. And, like, the ones who are like, well, I don't drink, I don't smoke, I do this, I, like, the ones who think becoming a wife is the life goal. And that's all like, that's their like the highest attainment they want to receive. And then they're stuck in a life that's kind of sucky just because they wanted a ring and they wanted that status. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. The yeah. And honestly, yeah. yeah. Like that whole nice guy energy is honestly just pick me energy. It's doing all these things so, like, you could pick me, pick me, pick me, right? So, like, they're the same thing, right? They express themselves in different ways because, you know, men and women are socialized to interact or to approach relationships from different ways. But that, but that core energy is kind of still the same. Yeah. Yeah, or why not me, you know? <laughs> Yeah. Whenever you don't choose them, it's like, why not me? I did this, I did that. You know? Yeah. And it that energy comes from like, you know, not being seen. It, it that's where it really comes from. And you know, that pick me girl energy, it's definitely like as you were saying, Corey, like how they raise men and women to be, you know. It's always like girls have to worry about getting a man to choose them, you know, and doing whatever it takes to be chosen. Like I remember having this conversation, um, um before and um I, I was having this conversation about why why in rap like when you're doing rap battles um why can't there ever be like a nice rap battle where we're like uplifting women or like <laughs> we're um uplifting each other you know what I mean like there's yeah. this, like battle rap roast of Nicki Minaj or this that and I'm just like why what especially for black women I'm just like don't we get hit enough with like bullshit? Like, can we just take the time to compliment each other? Like, Nicki Minaj, you look beautiful. Or like Queen Latifah, you're the ish. Or Remy Ma, like you're like actually, the you know what I mean? That <laughs> would be very interesting. That and because, would be interesting. And I think just because we live in a culture where, like, you know, we call it battle rap, right? So it's it's insinuated that you need to like roast or hurt your opponent in some like some emotional way right Mm -hmm. because you're like you're fighting with your words but it would be interesting to be you know 
it would be interesting to have a like cipher or like rap battle or whatever where it's like kind of like um from that movie like um what was it uh i don't remember but it's the one with um oh man they made like lots of, i can't remember the name of the film but they made lots of memes about the scene where it's like the two two black men they're like quote unquote arguing but they're arguing by giving each other compliments it was like yeah man i'm just trying to be like you nah man i'm trying to trying to get like you <laughs> like yeah. kind of that i think it would be funny and it would be very interesting to have a battle like that only because i think again going to the fact that we are it's expected that you use that you try to tear the other person down in some way or to roast them in some way i think it would just be harder to be like to come up with ways of empowering people and i think and again this is just a random thought you know not to say that i don't enjoy good roast a good roasting and a good battle rap and stuff like that like mm-hmm. i i enjoy watching people roast the fuck out of each other in the most disrespectful way so i'm not yeah. going to act like i don't um but i think just from a skill perspective it would be interesting to see people try to do that without being super cheesy and feeling, you know, fake, mm-hmm. you know? It's kind of like, you know, I have, I know these people who, when they have young people who are rapping, they say, yeah. okay, I want you to rap about, you can rap about whatever you want, but you can't curse, right? And when you think about it, because I think people use curses and stuff like that. It's almost like a crutch because it's so easy to just like to string them together and feel like provocative and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. As a lyricist, it almost becomes harder to actually write and create content when you can't curse or you can't say certain things. So I just think it's like an exercise. Again, not to say that, you know, people can't still do whatever the fuck they want, because yeah. I'm not going to pretend like I don't enjoy the shit. Um, <laughs> but I think just as like a thought exercise or even just like an exercise, you know, to help people with their own lyricism, it would be cool to see, be like, okay, we're going to have a rap battle, but you can only say uplifting kind things about each other. It'd be like, it'd be weird, but then also the way your mind <laughs> thinks in the way, you know, the new way you have to put words together again random thought just kind of based off what you were saying but i'm like oh that would actually be interesting not that i wanted to like not that i wanted to like replace traditional battle rap but it would be something was like okay this is interesting if done very well yeah yeah it would just be so nice if like Little Kim and Remy Ma were in the like a rap battle and they were just complimenting each other. It's like queen this, queen that. We're like, ah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I like the roast too. Like when they yeah. were roasting Nicki Minaj, I think it was Nicki Minaj they were roasting. Little Kim and Remy Ma were roasting Nicki Minaj. What you call that? That was fire. I was like, yo! But like it would also be nice if there was like, you know, they were complimenting each other. Cause like, especially like with the black community too, but women specifically because i'm a woman i'm gonna be bold. but you know like it's just nice to like uplift each other when the world already has us down you know yeah um mm-hmm. it, it would just be nice for us to not be each other's attackers either so 
because then like when we're attacking each other we're missing the bigger picture here you know um it's not even yeah. the fight on the bottom it's the fight on the top you know that we need to be focusing on but here we are just fighting each other for this nonsense and that nonsense it's like take the time to uplift each other take the time to empower one another you know like my power you know that song beyonce everyone should know but I'm just assuming everyone doesn't know that song. But My mm. Power by Beyonce, like, it's a very uplifting song. And it also has my name, Maxine. <laughs> but it's a very uplifting and empowering song for women, you know? Mm. And it's, like, female song, like, a bunch of females singing in it, different languages. You know, it's very uplifting and empowering, you know? Even with What's flawless, the name of the song? Got... My Power, Beyonce. Okay, yeah, I don't really listen to Beyonce. <laughs> I listen to occasionally, but I'm not like, I don't go seeking out her music if I hear it on the radio or something. Ah, yeah, definitely listen to my power. Oh my goodness, they feel away. Oh wow, they feel away. Oh wow, yeah, it's so dope. Yeah, like, <laughs> but yeah, she's just not on my Spotify or Apple Music rotation. Oh wow, that's hurtful. I don't know why it's so hurt. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm not the one who's the, like the singer here. But it's like, it's just so shocking. Every time I hear someone who's not a Beyonce fan, I'm like, wait, not everyone in the world is a Beyonce fan? Like, I thought that was a thing. <laughs> There's this girl I went to grad school with. She's like a Beyonce stan. Like, every, like, not every time, but a lot of times when we were in school, when she had to answer something, like, she would bring it around and include Beyonce in her answer. I don't know how she did it but she would find a way to bring up Beyonce. And I'm just like, you're bugging. <laughs> oh my God, that's so funny. Yeah, that's always a shock to me because I always assume everyone's a Beyonce fan because of the way like, you know, the beehives act. It's like, who is a Beyonce fan? Like, you haven't even heard. It's it's not, like, what? I think yeah. she's all right. I just, I'm not like big into her music. Mm. no that's totally understandable like what you call i'm not even a big fan in comparison to my sister like right now if my sister was in the room that would be blasphemy it's like burning hell like all of you people bow down to beyonce <laughs> you know that's how it would be if my sister was in the room like for me like i love beyonce songs usually like especially her latest ones because it's very empowering but also like some of her old ones too like me myself and i is all i got and I, it's gonna find out. yeah that song yeah but yeah, it's just shocking to me because like I always assume first that everyone's a Beyonce fan before I assume that someone is not. But thank God I like I put that disclaimer like just in case that everyone is not a Beyonce fan, you know, listen to my power, Beyonce, because that's empowering. That's an example of empowerment. You know what I mean? Like a even a brown skinned girl, your skin just like pearls, the best thing in the world. Yeah, that's another Beyonce song. But even that song is like it's an empowering song, you know. So I especially in rap, mm -hmm. I just feel like. You know, we can empower each other in rap instead of like, you know, yeah, like the booty twerking or like, oh yeah, you a fucking hell. I mean, yeah, I'm not gonna lie, I still love a good twerk, you know? twerk song. 
I still like it, but it's just oversaturated. It's like, okay, I True, get it. Yeah. We all have fat asses, or like, yeah, it would be nice to have balance. And I think that's what people want. Um, at least mm. I think reasonable people, they're not like, oh, it's like, sure, yeah, I want my twerk, yeah, I want my wop, yeah, I want my like, whatever. But can we kind of diversify it? So it's like, that's not the only content I want. Yeah, um, I think that just has. Yeah. I think that just comes down to the fact that radio and stuff like that are mostly just for like party and feel good, whatever music. Not even feel good, just party, uh, shaking music in general. Yeah, that's what gets people the most people to tune in. So if you want that other music, because it does exist, then you just have to go out on streaming platforms and start curating your own musical library. Yeah. Um, because I'm just like for people who say oh today's music is trash there's only whatever there's only this you know that might be the only thing you hear you see on BET or MTV or like whatever the fuck or that might be the only thing you hear on the radio because again yeah. they're just playing music they're playing the, the type of party music that they feel is going to get the most viewership overall but there are so many artists out here that are making different types of content that are making very spiritually uplifting music that are making yeah. very chill relaxed laid back music they're making very experimental sound sounding music so you yeah. just have to you know open your apple music or open your spotify you know and just explore and just look for the people you know who are making these different types of music and yeah. the more people who do that you know the more listens and plays and streams they get then the more likely than they are to, you know, be presented in all of these different award shows and BS, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, don't let BT or MTV or the Grammys tell you what's good music, right? Yeah. They're only, they're only basing on their things off the people who get the most streams. And sure, like Drake and everything, like Nicki Minaj, whatever. Uh, Cardi, like they make good music that appeals to a large amount of people, but there's so many people who don't get the same type of, you know, stage presence. They don't get the same notoriety just because they never quote unquote blow up, but they make amazing music, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So you have to look beyond what's just on TV and what's just streaming (laughs) on the radio, right? You have to like, search for the type of music that appeals to you yeah yeah exactly what i like about spotify is there you know how like they have the daily mixes where they Mm -hmm. based on what your list like based on what you listen to they create playlists that you with music that you may be interested in so i've found a lot of new artists that way um Mm -hmm. apple music has something similar called like new music or favorites mix or whatever but i find spotify to be a little more accurate mm, i hear that um yeah no i i totally agree like i love me some up by cardi b okay like and it's up and it's up and it's up, and it's up. <laughs> okay like i love me some up like when that comes out i just dance okay but i also would like i don't know like some um, this is America by Childish Gambino. You know, I, I like oh, moments yeah. like that. Or, you know, I like some Tupac moments where it's like about um what does didn't what's that song go? Ooh, child, you know what I'm talking about? Lift your head or something, or give me your head. 
it's a Tupac song. I promise you it's Tupac. But um, like things like that, where it's just like real shit or like just uplifting shit, you know? Cause that's what we need. You know, we need that mixture, that balance of like some good up music, some good like Childish Gambino music, just like some music with variety. Cause I just feel like it's just oversaturated with just like, yeah, let's have sex. Yeah, I broke up with somebody. Yeah, I'm in love. Yeah, I'm in a relationship. Like, or like, you know what I mean? Like, I just, yeah. I miss the time with like Kanye yeah. West, like, you know, back in the day, Kanye West, for example, you know, and some of his music, how hardcore it was, you know? I think we could get that balance, you know? We have to just talk about different things that affects all of us, you know? Yeah. That's it's it. there, though. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think we have had a very wonderful discussion. How about you guys? Yeah, I think it's yeah. Really yeah. This is yeah, a good no. discussion. Again, yeah, people are going to already going to come with their own opinions, nice guys, not nice guys, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. Hopefully, you know, some people can understand the points where we're coming from, right? And if you don't, you don't. That's it is what it is, right? But you know, I'm glad that we were able to have this conversation. As always, I'm glad to have every conversation with you guys. And I'm glad for our listeners who are here and participate in the conversation with us, right? So if you, again, if you agree or disagree, feel free to hit us up on social media, Instagram, Twitter, Cozy Chat Pod, or just send us an email. You know, whether you think that we are totally misrepresenting the quote unquote nice guy archetype, or that we miss something, or you think we're spot on and nice guys really don't exist, then send us an email at coastchatpodcast at gmail.com. That's right. Yep. And where yeah. can the listeners catch you guys on social media? I can be found on the Insta at Maxi underscore headphones. I can be found on the Facebook at NBA Projectors MJ. I can be found on YouTube at Maxine Antoine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's usually either Maxine Antoine or NBA Projections NJ almost anywhere except Twitter because I still don't have a Twitter. And oh, you need also, to hop on the Twitter game. I know. It's just that like Instagram already stretches me out. So like I'm just <laughs> trying to like not be stressed with one social media at a time. Oh, facts. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. That's that's yeah. fair. Um, yeah. You can find me at Sash underscore Marguerite on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And as always, you can catch me as Young Royalty five eight zero on Instagram, Twitter, and now TikTok. You're on TikTok too. Yeah. What? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, it's I've I've only posted like a few things. I'm about to start rolling out a few more videos for TikTok. Um, So yeah, feel free to check them out. All right. And as always, thank you for joining us. And we can't wait to, you know, speak with you guys next time. Speak soon, guys. All right. bye. Bye. Bye.